This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And Big John just done it again ladies and gentlemen. 1-0 to Newcastle. Second win of the season. First away win. Beating Leeds. Job done. We're safe. It's almost like it's the beginning of the season and not over halfway. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Newcastle winning 1-0 away at Leeds. Bit of a, a pleasant surprise result. It was much needed, wasn't it? After after Norwich beat Watford 3-0 on Friday night, and which, of course, was probably slightly better than if, say, Watford had won 3-0. But still, really, we were hoping for a draw and not Norwich winning you know, back-to-back games in the Premier League. So us winning was... An absolute must, and for once in one of these absolute must-win games, we actually did it. Yeah, it's it's a shame for, for um, Claudio Ranieri. Though I know there's not anything to do with Newcastle, but because somehow Norwich have managed to win their second game in a row, which is their fourth in the season, um, double the amount that Newcastle have, <laughs> which just seems insane that you are not bottom of the table when you, when you talk about it in that like numbers. It, I mean, it's bonkers for. I mean, obviously, fair play to Norwich. Winning these two back-to-back games is massive for them. But when you think how bad Norwich have been and they've still won twice as many games as us. Yeah. It yeah. puts it in perspective, it's not, doesn't it? It's not a great perspective, <laughs> um, but it is a perspective. Newcastle obviously managed to keep a, a clean sheet as well, which is which is always nice. It, it was one of Newcastle's more traditional matches that we've seen under Eddie Howe. Newcastle are on top. They do their best to not hit the target at every given <laughs> opportunity. They maybe get one, which we did here. And then they did their best to let Leeds into the match in the second half. Luckily, they managed to keep them out. But my goodness, was it squeaky bum time. I mean, yeah, at least with this one, say, unlike the the Watford game last week and and certainly like the, for example the Manchester United game when we scored really early at least this time we didn't leave ourselves with quite as much time to throw it away but that then again that was a very nervy 15 minutes at the end wasn't it oh yeah and I, I mean I was utterly convinced we would throw it away again and especially when I mean let's be frank I, I think I think Newcastle should have had a penalty I think when Sam Maximan basically has his legs taken out from under him in the penalty area, yes, he goes down a little bit theatrically, like, but yeah. it's a penalty all day for me. I, I believe when you, when you look at it, yes, he threw himself down at the end, but no, I agree, there was contact, but the fact that then he managed to support his weight for a, a moment before he then threw himself on the ground makes the referee look less fav- favourably on... I can't favourably... You know what I mean. <laughs> makes makes the referee not give a penalty. I'm not saying that's the right decision. Maybe if he'd just thrown himself down right at that moment when he, as soon as that contact was made. And that makes it sound like I'm saying he's diving. It's not that. 
there was contact, maybe in that split second decision to still try and go for it rather than try and recover was the moment where he should have just not tried to recover. That makes it sound really dodgy. But but you know what I mean? It makes it seem like the tackle wasn't that bad because he almost recovered. And then it was about a GCSE D <laughs> drama performance. Or it's now numbers, I believe. So yeah, I don't come at me, drama teachers. I don't know how it works. Oh, they don't, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> They're too busy having the life of Riley, doing nothing and no lesson planning. <laughs> I'm sorry, drama teachers. <laughs> But you know it's true. <laughs> I think I'm. I'm not sure how much of an impact that had. I think the referee just wasn't going to give it because. Sorry, I'm going to sound like I'm having my yeah, tinfoil hat on again yeah, now. Yeah, because I just, it's Newcastle. I just we just don't get the decisions, but <coughs> ultimately it doesn't matter. But I was pretty convinced at the time that's going to come and cost us. Like how many times have we seen this season? Like. Newcastle maybe have gone ahead and then they either fail to take their chances or they should be awarded a penalty or something like that happens and then of course we get punished for it. Thankfully yeah. this time we finally held on again as we did in that Burnley game which was the first win of the season. It's as Eddie Howe said after the match it's hopefully a big step in us starting to overcome that mental hurdle now that you know uh, obviously it's not going to be an instant fix but the fact that we've now done that again we have actually held on we where we didn't manage to against Man United and then against Watford we went and did it against Leeds hopefully that can maybe give us a bit more of a confidence boost uh, coming into these uh, these remaining games especially as even though Newcastle won I don't actually think it was their best performance of late. I actually thought Leeds were kind of hard done by. Yes, there was the the penalty that, that probably should have gone Newcastle's way. But Newcastle probably should have been behind in the first half. Leeds played very well and they just didn't take their chances. What they did was effectively a Newcastle <laughs> and lost it in the last minute. Well, in the 75th minute to Newcastle. Yeah. It was a bit of a reverse of fortunes, really. Yeah, I, we, I mean, we said before, especially since Newcastle and since Eddie, Eddie Howe took charge of Newcastle, but even occasionally under Steve Bruce in those first 10 games or so, I think there have been plenty of times this season where Newcastle have played significantly better than we did on Saturday and we've, and we've not come away with a win or we've not even come away with anything. So... Which in some ways is is almost kind of nice to see um, because I'd rather it be this way round than us playing well again but not getting the points because ultimately at the end of the day, points are the only thing that matter now between now and May. So that was actually in a weird way. I mean, obviously, ideally you want to play well and get the win, but right now I'll I'll just take the points. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was huge. It, it leaves us one point from safety. And yeah, as I say, Big John's uh, doing it again with the free kick. I mean, obviously, obviously I think the it was probably could have done it was, Yeah, uh, it was definitely um, a bit of goalkeeper error helping us. But again, it's nice for Newcastle to have a bit of a slice of fortune that we, we maybe haven't had too much this season. Don't get me wrong, listeners. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, we've been amazing this season and it, it's just 
uh, being unlucky and all the rest of it. But we certainly haven't had a lot, a lot of luck this season, which is obviously then compiled by the fact that we haven't been very good. And obviously, when you're playing well, you tend to make your own luck. And obviously, it's kind of gone the other way for us um, no. a lot of the time. So that that was it was nice to see. I mean, again, to be honest, as long as they go in, <laughs> I just. I just want the goals to go in and I want the points on the board. That's oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's a free kick. It's one of those things that, as long as it's on target, do you remember that time when you had, there was an outfield player in goal and you're like, why isn't John Joe Levy just bloody hit <laughs> yes. it at the target? Yes, and I he, do remember he that. Hit it at still the haunts me. And it went in. Um, who did have an excellent game, though, was, was Trippier, compared to his, his debut. He thought he was really, really good for Newcastle. He I'm, was. I'm hoping that he really provides a bit more stability. Uh, in terms of defence. Unfortunate that you lost Jolington and Dummett. Yes, and that could be the big sort of pyrrhic cost of the of the victory. Uh, we, we'll, we'll see how long they're going to be out. Jolington was his groin. Don't they say tend- Jolington was his groin. It, it was his injury. Yeah. That, was, that was his injury. Yeah. It, was, it was, well, I guess a groin strain, something like that. We know that they tend to keep players out for a little while, so that's a bit of a worry. What does help a, li- a little bit is that we have a bit of a gap now between our uh, until our next game. We don't play again until the 8th of February, so that does give players at least a couple of weeks to um, work on recovery, but we'll have to wait and see how long Jolinton's going to be out for because it, given how well he's he's been playing for the last few months, it is a massive blow if he's out for any length of time. Yeah, he is crucial at the moment to, to the way Newcastle are set up. Paul Dummett, I don't mean to sound really derisive. I mean, your defence, it's annoying because your defence at the moment just needs some form of consistency. Yeah, and I feel bad for him because he's only just come back from injury. Yeah. And as always, the worry for us at fullback, or not so much on the right now that Kieran Trippi is around, is... We ne- we never seem to be more than five minutes away from having to throw Matt Ritchie back in at fullback because Dummett just keeps being injured and it's it's been difficult. So again, hopefully, I'm not sure what Dummett's injury was, but hopefully, it's not very serious. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is Newcastle have managed with him for so long now. Yes, to have him and him go again is extremely irritating, but it, it's something that. And he just, I just kind of used to. It, it, we're used to it, but I'm not sure I would say managed to given how bad we've been. <laughs> you can't just blame that on Paul Dummett's position. No, but a big part of, of why we've been so poor at the back. I mean, look, you look across the back line, we've been pretty much poor across the board, as we've discussed many a time. Jamal Sells, who actually also potentially picked up an injury there as well. So again, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, I think it possibly his hamstring. So again, that that could be a bit of a, a lengthy one. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But aside from, for example, the cells in the centre, you have to look at both fullback positions. We've had Kraft, who's crap, and on the left, we've mainly had Matt Ritchie, who isn't a left back, and that is something that has cost us, um, you know, over the season. So hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully Dummett isn't out for too long. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say Paul Dummett is an amazing player, but he at least is an actual left-back. Um, but we're just going to have to, to wait and see how that goes. Um, and, of course, because Newcastle don't play next weekend, 
Uh, we don't have a preview for you this week, listeners. But next week's pod, we're going to look back, hopefully, at some more signings. At the moment, we don't have any more to report on. There's plenty of rumours. I'm sure you've seen names like Jesse Lingard, Diego Carlos, Deli Alley even. Until any of them are actually confirmed, uh, we're going to wait and see for next week's pod, which will be after the transfer window closes. And whoever comes in, whoever doesn't come in, we can have a bit of a deep dive uh, an assessment of how Newcastle have got on in this window. Uh, it's not going to be very long if you've only got these two players, though. That's a shame. Well, uh, at that point, the deep dive is going to be rather critical. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed we've got at least a couple more through the door by then because we really, really need them. Uh, in the meantime, some uh, <laughs> some news for you. throwing his toys out of the pram a little bit. Yep, he's suing Amanda Staveley for £10 million. Now, that to put that in, in some context, Mike actually loaned Amanda Staveley that £10 million um, to facilitate the takeover, apparently covering, uh, quote-unquote, advisory, legal, and other costs and commissions. Amanda Staveley is said to have had two years to pay that loan back, but apparently part of the loan agreement was that Stavely wasn't allowed to publicly criticise Mike Ashley's reign at the club. Um, I don't think she's done that. I think everybody else has done that for her. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, according to Ashley's legal team, they say that there are, I think they said that there have been eight incidents of Stavely doing this. I will be honest, and I haven't gone back and checked, I can't really remember her ever saying anything too explicitly critical of Mike Ashley. Other than um, saying the truth. Yes, that's the thing with Mike Ashley. You'd be honest about him and it's going to sound like you're criticising him because, well, at the end of the day, he was a terrible owner. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, the other part of the agreement was that some of the Sports Direct signage was supposed to remain up at St James's Park for longer. Of course, Ashley's now kicking off because it's it's hurting his business. Well, Mike, you basically used us as free advertising for 15 years. So why don't you jog on, mate? Maybe his business is being hurt because he treats all of his um, staff like slaves. <laughs> Maybe that's why, Ashley. Maybe take a deep, long look at yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... <laughs> also, it doesn't even sell Newcastle shirts in there. Or Leicester shirts. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really care about the Leicester shirts. Well, but... you should, because, you know, we won more cups than you. Okay, that came out of nowhere. It, uh, yeah, I specifically well, mean saying... from a Newcastle us being used as a vehicle for a billionaire's <laughs> thing. It doesn't matter about any other club but us. <laughs> FA Cup winners should have their top players there. I don't care about Rangers. <laughs> I mean, look, it's possible that uh, part of the reason why Ashley is being particularly sensitive about this is because, of course, there's all this talk about him potentially taking over at Derby County. It might Utter commiserations, Derby fans. I have a lot of sympathy for the situation you're in, and I'll continue to have a, even more sympathy if Ashley takes charge. And it, yeah, maybe he probably doesn't want people criticising his Newcastle ownership, given that he's potentially about to become the owner of a new football club. But on the other hand, a I think Ashley really is just—he's just that petty that he just doesn't want anyone talking ill of his Newcastle reign. Uh, regardless, um, and B, to be honest, even if Stavely is the one criticising him, she's not actually going to say anything that we don't already know. Literally everyone who has heard of Mike Ashley and knows he was manager, um, knows he was owner of Newcastle 
knows he was a really bad owner of Newcastle. This isn't actually news. He was a very good money manager at Newcastle. He looked after all your loans. Sorry, I'm just repeating the same old trite that we said before. He's very conservative and looked after your money. Left you in a very good financial position. <laughs> I got us relegated twice. Anyway. <laughs> very good financial position. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news uh, this week, Newcastle really trying to make sure that fans can't enjoy the Leeds win for nearly as long as we should have been able to. <laughs> no sooner had the final whistle gone, more or less, had the team jetted off to Saudi Arabia for uh, supposedly for warm weather training. Um, I mean, look, it, it's pretty normal... I think it's worth uh, us talking about the, the context first. It is pretty normal for teams this time of year to go abroad for, for warm weather training if they've got a bit of a break in the schedule like we do because, of course, we're already out of the FA Cup. <laughs> that's, that's, that is pretty normal. Teams do this all the time. They go to the Middle East or they go to Spain or, or wherever. That's all quite normal. But, of course, we've gone to Saudi Arabia who... Definitely don't own us. The country definitely don't own us. No, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> no idea. I mean, Eddie Howe insists that it was a footballing decision. I don't think he had any choice in it. Come on. Eddie. I mean, yeah, he's he, and yeah, he's saying that the players will be training hard. He, he, he has to toe the party line. But... The likelihood is it's a holiday to promote Saudi Arabia, buy Saudi Arabia... Uh, by the leaders of Saudi Arabia, I can't even say it now, <laughs> it's become that much. Also by the owners of Newcastle, of course it is. Uh, hopefully they'll be training because really, Newcastle need to. Oh, I'm sure uh, some training at some extremely expensive top class facilities will take place. But yeah, it. I mean look... It's a punch in the face and a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean look, first of all, obviously, as you've just touched on there... We, we know that the whole reason why Newcastle were bought is just a PR exercise to launder their abysmal reputation because of their horrible human rights record and all these things that we've spoken about before. So, of course, we've gone to Saudi Arabia. Of course, they want to show off their, their shiny new footballing toy. That is essentially what it's for. Built on the body of dead and slaves. It's, it's obviously just horrific from that point of view of course but it's also just from a Newcastle point of view it's also just really annoying that they couldn't even wait till like the summer or something like like if we'd have literally gone anywhere else for this warm weather training if we'd have gone to Spain or Portugal or somewhere like that no one would have batted an eyelid that would have been a completely normal thing to do it wouldn't have been a story it doesn't bring this these whole issues back back to the fore again. There's there's not been enough time between it, has there? There's not been enough time between the whole issue that kind of just went quiet a little bit about Saudi Arabia and of their uh, issues, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it'd gone quiet, kind of like just ticking under the radar a little bit. And then, bam, oh, yeah, you're going to Saudi Arabia. Ooh, just stings a little bit, makes teeth go on edge, hairs on the back of the neck a little bit. 
You know, it's just a bit tactless. And I'm not the most tactful person <laughs> at all. Okay, I'm not tactful. But, but, but you're but, not but you're not going like, to go into an abysmal regime <laughs> uh tactless, though I <laughs> No. No. And yeah, the PR people, I'm sorry, but the PR people for Newcastle should go, guys, this, this isn't a good time. Yeah. This is not the best thing to do now. We can go and train somewhere else and then we'll leave it until after summer when all of transfer market has been sorted out. Because let's be honest, you've got just two weeks out of the transfer period where you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Amanda Stavely's gone as well. Who's going to be doing business? Like, is anyone going to be doing we've, business? We've got, arguably, look, as, as we've said, Trippier is a great signing. I think Wood could be really good for us as well. We got off to that decent start in the transfer window. But yeah, this, this is arguably, certainly off the pitch, it's our biggest week of, of, this, of, the, of the season now, off the pitch, because this next week is, is going to be pretty make or break in terms of do we continue, you know? Do we get more quality into the team? Do we get another midfielder in? Do we get more defensive reinforcements that we desperately need? I just feel like, yes, uh, uh, certainly, you know, Amanda Stavely and the other higher ups potentially disappearing for that week isn't great. Though I'm sure there will be other people at the club working on these things. But it doesn't look good for newcomers to come in, right? Oh yeah, let's have another discussion about our contract. And there's the manager isn't here. Amanda Stavely here, who, who we said multiple times is the face, because we know no one from Saudi Arabia are going to be the face for this. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't. It just. I I wonder whether that. I assume. I assume that this whole thing was put into place long before, no matter what the, no matter what the score or the result is against Leeds. Now, for what it comes across as, oh yeah, oh, well, well, well done. We 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 got a goal. Uh, we won. Let's go. Because clearly our team is, is all right now and we'll go and everything's fine. Yeah, I, I think this, this would have probably the, the instant that we lost to Cambridge and therefore we knew that we had this two-week gap in the schedule, I think it would have been arranged then. It just doesn't feel but right. But it's, it's, it's just a, such an unnecessary distraction at such a crucial time of the season. Like you say, I think we need to, we- Newcastle's PR team, to be honest, and it's... I'm sure it's it's incredibly difficult for them at the moment because, because. of the situation they're in and, and with the new owners. But to be honest, really, you, you should be trying to distance yourself as much as possible from Saudi Arabia as much as much as possible at this moment in time. In the of the I mean, look, the gen- journalists and the media aren't going to forget it, nor should they. But literally slapping everyone in the face with reminders of Saudi Arabia is going to have a really detrimental effect on trying to kind of... I'm not saying that the club should be sweeping this under the rug because, as a, a, you'll know if you've listened to previous weeks, listeners, as excited as I am for the potential good times that could come for Newcastle, ultimately, I didn't really want these people in the club. I still don't. And I am very much, you know, against all the reasons around the takeover and why it's happened and this money money laundering, sorry, reputation laundering, (laughs) sports washing, whatever you want to call it. You know, I I feel very strongly about all that and it it does make me feel very conflicted when that goes against my love for my club. 
but yeah, ultimately, you'd think if you, if you were sort of PR at Newcastle, you you would want to be downplaying any Saudi Arabian connections, basically, as much as possible, so that it's it stops being as prevalent a story. Yeah, not not only that, Newcastle are they have some momentum now. Over the last couple of games, yeah, they've only won one, but the momentum is there. We've seen it in performances. And as we said before, consistency is needed. Yeah, it's great. If you've got all the money in the world and all the resources, which Saudi Arabia have, yeah, great. They can go over there and, and use that. But that isn't forming some form of consistency. I don't. They don't need to go there now. This is just a almost show of power, show of wealth. That should be a... Oh, at the end of the season, we've got all this time. Let's go and do this and make the most of it f- for a bit. Whereas now, they, I think they just need to knuckle down. You're missing players. You're missing um, wins. And, and it just it just needs to build it up. Yeah, it's like I say, it's... It's, it's, it's just a distraction, it, it, yeah. PR-wise and mentality-wise. I, I just really hope this doesn't come back to bite Newcastle in the butt if people just get a little bit too relaxed on their holiday essentially to then come back to the cold weather stiffen up and do pants I, I don't I don't think Eddie Howe would let it just be a holiday um, no but that's what it seems like that's what it feels like and I, I, can, I can see with the change in scenery the change in scenario and the change in tempo potentially because of the warm weather um, because it's going to be intense. I mean, come on, they've been training in Newcastle. I mean, you're going from that to bloody 40 degrees. Um, <laughs> but that that change, it, it's it's going to be difficult to get to get back into it. I'm not saying they're going to be they're not going to be training. I just I just feel consistency is key. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, as we said, we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes. And yeah, very much just hope between now and next week's pod that we get some more faces through the door, some encouraging names linked with the club as there are going to be now forever because we have the money and it's going to be big players linked all the time now. Um, but yeah, we need to actually just just get some more quality through the door and then get ourselves ready for that Everton game because Everton have not obviously been very good of late but who knows, they might have a new manager by then. If not, they've got rid of Rafa Benitez and as much as I love him, it obviously just wasn't working there. So they still could potentially be a bit of a different team. It's going to be, as every game is for the rest of the season, it's going to be massive. So I just hope that, yeah, the players are as as prepared as can be and, and so maybe have one or two new quality teammates to go into it. But yeah, we'll go we'll go over all that next week. We'll see who does or doesn't come in and hopefully have a bit more to talk about on the transfer front. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long podcast. (laughs) In the meantime, though, listeners, if you could please give the pod a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that would be absolutely fantastic. And until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problem. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.